And you can dance for inspiration. Make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself, I can't afford to be. This is small town music, this is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm Mike Beats. And I'm West Anthony. And guys, before we start, I gotta say Happy Easter. Thanks. Happy Easter to you as well. We are recording on Sunday, April 21st, approximately 1230. It's Easter Sunday. Perfect for our topic today, which is Madonna, because she's the mother of our Lord. Right? Yeah. Slightly less virginal, I guess, but... Uh... <laughs> she's like a virgin. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's, that's about as close as it gets. <laughs> We also have a, we have a rock-solid mascot in the room today. Mike has brought his dog. He didn't bring it without asking, because that would, have been a, that would have been a faux pas. You would not do that, right, Mike? would not do that. You wouldn't just show up with a dog or a ferret nope. or a lizard? I wouldn't even have a ferret or a lizard. <laughs> but a puppy. Yeah, of course. Desmond is his name. Desmond, yeah. He's rocking a mohawk. I'm not lying. It yeah. was white, and I turned it black. What would you do? What kind of dye did you use in there? Pet-friendly? I hope so. I took it to a groomer, and they just asked him. They asked me if I want to do. They asked him. Else. They asked him. Yes, he said no. I said, "Do it, do it." <laughs> and what kind of doggy is he? He is a part Cairn Terrier mm-hmm. and Shih Tzu. Shih Tzu. And now you you drove down here. You drove your car down here with the dog, right? My motorcycle. The motorcycle and the dog. I just don't know how you're going to do it. You have a car. I don't have a car anymore. I thought you did have a Oh, you used to. I used to. No longer do. All right. And the, and the dog, you should get a little sidecar. Well, then that defeats the purpose of having a motorcycle. <laughs> well, can you, is, is there such thing as a removable sidecar? Yeah, but I mean, if you can't split traffic if you oh, have a that's sidecar. That's true. That's true. I'm just saying for when you have the dog with you, Desmond. Well, given that he almost jumped out today out of his very small carrier with a very small hole, I think he would jump out of a sidecar. All right. Well, Desmond, we're glad you made it. You're a daredevil. How old is he? He's, he was born on March 10th, 2018, so, so he's, he's one and A little one. over one. Yeah. That's seven in dog years. Yep, so he's probably, he's probably what now? A little bit less than eight. Yeah, all right. Good to have you here. Wes, did you bring a pet today? No, no, I didn't. Don't you have didn't any bring, pets. You didn't, you didn't bring, you, you're not like uh, MJ, you bring a monkey? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not one of those people who has, thinks it's fun to have a, an exotic animal for a pet. <laughs> I, I, those people are obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> those people are obnoxious. Like it's not the guy that has a pot-belly pig on uh, a leash. And then there's people who like to have, uh, you know, boa constrictors and or they're, they're collecting like exotic animals. Yeah. Like the, the, there was a story about a guy who just got eaten by his tiger, I think, in the news. Not well, too long if you ago. have a tiger, come on. Yeah, well, that's it. You deserve to be eaten if you got a tiger. To although, hell with you. Although <laughs> I do always say about dogs come in all shapes and sizes, but cats are basically about the same. But if cats came in all shapes and sizes, house cats, you would have a panther in your house. House cats are all the same, but cats, cats. Are, are... I just watched this three-part documentary on PBS yeah. about cats, and they are the most versatile of animals. Wow. Uh, on every continent, they're on, except for Antarctica, every climate. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. They, it, they are amazing. Cats are amazing. I didn't tune in for pet talk. <laughs> Get with the music. <laughs> Zero stars. Uh, Mike, we, uh, what, what religion were you raised as? I guess 
Protestant? Lutheran? Lutheran? You, you practice? No. No. No, you, you don't have a Luther? No, I do not worship Luther Vandross. Wes, what, what, what were you raised? Uh, Catholic, more or less. Catholic? You know, it, was a pretty, it was a pretty weak Catholic upbringing. Right. Once my parents split up, then they, they thought, well, well, this would be kind of hypocritical to keep going. So. Yeah, we got a divorce, so that's a no-no. Yeah. Yeah, I was raised Catholic, too. None of us, none of us are religion. Religious. None of us are religion. That's not a sentence. Well, I mean, somebody out there is religious. Are you religious? I don't know, Mike. Are you religious? Maybe you're religious. No, I'm not. No, Wes, you're no, not. I know not you. I've hung enough with you to know that you're not. You're heathen. Um, I think we all just would try to be nice people. Yeah, pretty treat, much. Treat people as you want to be treated. Yeah. All right. That's my Easter message. <laughs> all right. Before we get started, our topic again today is Madonna. Uh, I don't know why I thought of you two guys from Madonna. I, are you? Are, I think my, I meant. I think I had mentioned it at least one time that when I go through my favorite song playlist sort of thing, Madonna is up there right. with my favorite bands. For so, I mean, she's got a lot of songs. I so like. that's why. To, that's why I thought of you, West. I just uh, you seem to like a little bit of everything, and we wanted to have a third voice in the room. So you're here. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's always nice to be here on third the show. Third voice. Third voice. Sounds like I didn't want you here. I did want you here, but it's just, you're, you're the guy. So now, Mike, before we start, you brought something called Rock Cards, uh, Series 1. You brought a whole bunch of these. We each have a brand new pack unopened. So you want us to open these? I think these are from 19, let's see, 1992. Mike just like cleaned Well, that's, out, that's when a contest. Cleaned out his garage and brought me a bunch of stuff. 1991. Okay, so you want us to open these. Now, don't, don't show them then. Okay. okay so we're going to open them. We can, like, we can look through them. This is like poker. We could, we could assign each a value. There's some collectors out there who are screaming their heads off now because <laughs> we're opening open these things. So I think what you yeah. said then, you want us to go through these, you want us to put out of the, how many members is, is our band going to have? Five or four? Let's do a four piece. Okay. Guitar, singer, drum, bass. Okay. We're gonna put, you're going to make your best four piece band out of that deck. Even if you don't have a singer in that deck, you got to figure it out. All right, I'm going through my deck right now. So far, I've got a couple of great ones. That's that's a definite. That's a definite right there. I gotta look. I'm I'm away from the mic for a second. This I'm is ba- good. I'm back here. This is good radio here. It's fine. All right. Oh boy. All right, I'm gonna take that one. Two of the same one. Oh, there we go. I don't even know what this guy plays. That guy's no good. I got two of the slots are filled solidly, I believe. Rock solidly. <laughs> mm. I have two cards with the same guy. Yeah, so do I, I. I got a couple of band cards. That doesn't help at I got all. one band card. Wait, we're supposed to, four or five? Four. Four, okay. I don't even know who this is. This, this is by default I have to choose. Oh, wait, wait, no, no. Who's this guy? Well, look on the back. Look right. at, did you look at what the contest is on these? Did you get a contest card? Uh, yeah, I did. I just threw it, I threw it out. You can meet any artist of your choice. No, that, that can't be. In the world. That can't be something that they were able to do. I choose Jimi Hendrix. <clears throat> that, that's, that's not a contest they ever were able to, uh, to fulfill. <laughs> okay, I got my four. You guys ready? I'm trying to figure out who is this guy. It's not great. We're making a super group is what we're going to do. Oh, wait. Okay. Yes, we are. I got one. And then we can, tr- we can trade. We can be like, I'll give you 
my ace freely. This is going to be a game that I play often because you have other packs here that you brought oh, me. I gave you a bunch of packs. Yeah. yeah, this is going to be cool. And then I also gave you a full box of like pop stars that has like George Michael. No, and I can't. Okay, this is terrific. MC Hammer. But uh, now all of my members aren't living, but that's okay. Yeah, because they're just on cards. Okay. I want to go from worst to best. Okay. Who's who? Well, we could go by instrument or. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> All right, let's do that. Mike, why don't you run the show? Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's, let's, let's put down our, what should we say? Let's go with our guitar player first. Guitar player first, okay. Uh, you go first, Mike. It'll be Mike West and then me. So the person I picked, Angus Young on oh, guitar. Oh, that's cool. Oh. That's pretty great. Can you, can you beat an Angus Young? I don't know. I mean, I think I can come pretty close. I have Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. Ooh. Let me tell you, in my position, I got a scrub. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Labar from Cinderella. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, there was no other guitarist in my pack. Oh, okay. All right. What's next? I got two aces. Oh, you got Ace Freely? Two of them. Two Ace Freelys? Yep. Need him, need him, got him, need him. <laughs> I'll trade. We'll see what you have. <laughs> okay. Who's next? What, what okay, position let's next? Go, let's go with our drummers. All right. You want to go first? No, you keep going. We'll keep in the correct order. Got the double R. Ricky Rocket. Ricky Rocket. All right. Okay. Poison. He's right. glam. He's, I don't know if he's a good drummer, but he's a fun drummer to watch. He has a nice style. And he was into skateboarding. Okay, there you go. Wild drumming? Yes. Okay, uh, I have Chris Slade from ACDC. Chris Slade. Ooh, okay. Wait, was he the one? He's the bald one. <laughs> Thunderstruck. But is he the one that... Uh, Got arrested for... No, no, no. Okay. That's Phil Rudd. Okay. Okay. And I have Cozy Powell. Oh, wow. From This is Black Sabbath, but he's been with many, many, many people. I remember him from Emerson, Lake, and Powell. Yeah, exactly. I think he played with... Uh, I think he was with Rainbow. He's with a ton of people. All right. Okay. What's next? Let's go... I, I imagine Singer's going to be last. We'll All go right. bottom end, bass. Right. Bass. Nikki Six. Man, you guys are, I got Ricky Rocket and Nikki Six. I'm the one that Jeez. passed these packs out, too, and I gave myself the scrub pack. <laughs> yeah, I have Frank Bello from Anthrax. Ooh, okay. Now, I, and I have, um, I, I don't know this band. I know the band name, but I don't know any of the members or any of their music. I have Greg Christian from Testament. <laughs> wow. I imagine he's good, right? That's a, look at I that. Think, well, Testament's well, a, I think, a respected I think they're respected. Band. Yeah. But right now, I got a, I, we've got, what do we got over there? You got uh, Angus Young, Ricky Rocket, and Nikki Six. Like, I, I'm already in on seeing that band. This band could tour. That band could tour, unless you have a horrible <laughs> singer. Is that going to be the problem? Okay, singer. All right, who, got who do you got? Joey Belladonna. From well, Anthrax. I mean, I'm not an Anthrax fan. He can sing, but he doesn't get me to go see that band. No. He, he keeps me from seeing that band. That's right. All right. He was inspired by the Beatles. Mm, I don't hear that. And Journey's Steve Perry. <laughs> mm, okay. Wow. By the way, watch that big interview with Steve Perry. There's some bombshells that I never knew. Where is that? It's, uh, it's on Access TV. Dan Rather's the big interview. Whoa. Dan Rather? Yep. Oh, okay. You want me to drop these bombshells? I'll just say spoiler alert. Go ahead. I don't mind. Steve Perry uh, uh, abused as a child. Ooh. He refers to it as a violation, and Dan actually pushes him a little bit. And I was like, wow, but he won't go into any details. Then the other thing, Steve Perry has a child and grandkids. And from what I could ascertain, it was from 
a dalliance on the road. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. But it won't say their names and wants to keep it very private. And he never talks about it, obviously, because I never knew yeah. Steve Perry had a child or grandkids. Well, That's he's fair. taking care of them. That's yeah. good for him. Yeah. I think people are entitled to a private life. I guess uh, so. I, I, I you don't, don't like talk about You don't talk about your kids. <laughs> I don't have any kids. Well, not that. Not, well, I'm going to push a little <laughs> bit like Dan Rather. None that I know of, anyway. What is... Um, that's what my wife says. <laughs> and we have two, so I don't know how that works. Who's your singer? Uh, my, I only had one singer, and then and this guy, I mean, I'm not a fan, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's Mark Slafter from the band Slafter. No, it's Slaughter. <laughs> oh, it's not really? Slafter. I like mine better. Everybody likes laughter. He, so would, la- he would fit really well with my band. He would go really well with you. Now, my singer can't play with your band, and because if he did, it would just be their band. I got Brian Johnson from ACDC. Oh, man. Everybody got a better singer than me. I got to tell you, yeah. If, if no, I'm, I think Mark Slaughter is the best singer on here. I think Mark Slaughter is a good singer. I think, if we, I think if we put Slaughter with Mike's band, I think that's the winning band. I think you're right. What do you think? Wes, I don't feel like you like any of these musicians that are on the table. <laughs> well, no, you probably like Who's the best guitarist of the bunch here? I mean, I like Angus's style the best. Maybe he's probably the most revolutionary, though. Yeah, Iomi. Um, yeah, Iomi. The best singer is Slaughter. The best bass player is um, boy, I don't know. Nikki Six is a good songwriter. Yeah, so you want him? I also have Rachel Bolin on my in my list for bass player from Skid Row. Huh. When I think of Skid Row, I don't think of their bass. <laughs> <laughs> I like this game a lot. Here's who, I, here's who else I had, but I, I, had, um, I had another guy from Testament. I had a band card for ACDC. Yeah. I had, uh, I had Frank Bello from Anthrax. I had... Um, well, you had Frank Bello, too. I okay. Had, I had two Bon Jovi band cards, and I had the bass player, the original bass player from Bon Jovi, Alec John Such, but he sucks. Alec John <laughs> Suck. I remember him. Yeah. I got John Anderson. Wow, what, yes. why yeah, wasn't you didn't he put that singer? down? Why wasn't he your singer? I don't even, I've never listened to Yes. If uh, you put him as your singer, you win. I totally well, would have put John anyone. Anderson. Who wouldn't go see Angus Young, Nikki Six, Ricky Rocket, and <laughs> John Anderson. Anderson? Are you playing to lose? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got, I got two Chris Slade cards. Oh my God, he's got two Ace Frehley cards. And then, I, I as far as like guitarists. Two I, different Ace Frehley cards, two poses. Yeah. Both with an ugly face. Yeah, thing. I have two different Chris Slade cards. Yeah, and I had Chris Slade here. What, did Slade have stock in this company? <laughs> yeah, I think See, so. and I also had Dave Sabo from Skid Row for guitar, potentially. But, I mean, I knew Tony Iommi was a better bet. Pretty much this is ACDC Slaughter and, and Bon Jovi and Anthrax all over these cards. All right, we're good. This is a good game, though. I'm going to keep playing this. The hair is just amazing. What I'm eventually going to do when all these packs are open, I'm going to put all the bass players in a stack, all the guitar, and then you're going to pick from there and then see who makes up the best band. That's a good idea. This is terrific. Or I might frame these and hang them on my wall. No. I think you should try to get them all autographed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're talking about Madonna. Madonna is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How do you feel about that? I'm okay with it. She, I mean, you know, the thing is... She's an innovator in... Some ways, I don't. I don't think of her as an innovator. I don't either. Uh, but I mean, she is iconic because she managed to, you know, make herself. She's into iconic. A, That's a, what I meant. a ginormous 
worldwide celebrity superstar. And not everybody has the, the, the talent to, to make that happen. And I don't even necessarily mean musical talent. I mean, there's the, the promotional talent. The promotional the, talent. The, the, the talent of being able to play the media like a fiddle. Yeah. She can do that. She has always been able to do that. To, to generate controversy for herself and to, to keep in the public eye while you know simultaneously complaining that she's always in the public eye and people won't leave her alone but that's every pretty much every celebrity yeah. does that she's a she's a she's a moderate singer she's yeah. not great sometimes she's great with the right material she, she can, can be, be great but a lot of times if it's, you put her with the wrong material which you know we might get to at it's some point kind of abysmal sometimes yeah because, I mean, you know, if you want me to talk about all the Madonna movies that I watched, you know. He watched all the Madonna movies in preparation for this. I watched none of the Madonna movies. I didn't either. <laughs> I think I've only maybe seen three Madonna movies. Yeah, but it's like, you know, if you want to see a disastrous pairing of performer and music, then you should see Evita, because she has no business, <laughs> no business at all being in that musical. There is was about, she at the height of her popularity, though, at that moment? Uh, was she at the height? She's, yeah, I mean, she was up there, yeah. Otherwise, because there's about a million people that could, they could have cast in that role that would have been better. Yeah. Maybe not a million. Yeah. Half a million. <laughs> but there's at least a handful. Right? It's one of those things where they would have been better off if they had dubbed her, <laughs> which, which was something, he, which, which oddly enough is something that did happen in one of her other movies. What movie is she and, dubbed in? Well, I mean, actually, she wasn't, it was like, it was the lip syncing thing more like, because that was the other thing is that when she was married to Guy Ritchie, mm -hmm. she did two films with him. One was a short film and then one was a feature film. It was called Swept Away. That was in 2002, I believe. Okay. And it was a remake of an Italian film from 1974 where, you know, basically she, her protagonist is like a super rich, bitchy type person. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know on a yacht on a vacation with her husband and some other people. And then somehow she ends up overboard with uh, one of the help and they end up on a stranded on a deserted Island. Fall in love. Well, I mean, in a manner of speaking, it's more like Stockholm syndrome than actually falling in love. Okay. I mean, Cause it's, it's, it's a kind of abusive in ways that are very unsavory. I mean, you know, even more, I, I thought this was a comedy movie. Uh, there's, supposedly comedic elements in it, but no. I mean, again, if you look at it now from our perspective, it's kind of atrocious. It so, sounds atrocious. I mean, yeah, I mean, because the guys, I mean, he's slapping her around and there is an attempted rape and then eventually they, oh. they do sort of end up together in this really grotesque way. But there's a dream sequence where he's imagining Madonna performing on the desert island and all of a sudden there's a parquet floor and there's a band playing and she's all dressed up in a slinky dress I'm and out. she's singing and she's performing uh, uh, Come On To My House. But it's not her singing. She's lip syncing to a Della Reese performance. No. And it's like, okay, for A, that's bad anyway you slice it, but B, that's her husband directing her. There's it's like, if you were her husband, if I'm Madonna's husband, I'm going to say, oh, you know what? We're going to have a musical number and you, because you're a great, a world famous singer. So you should sing this song. Instead, he's like, oh, we're going to have a musical number and we're going to have you lip syncing. Wow. Well, maybe they just that's didn't like, tell her. Yeah. Maybe they didn't that's, tell her. that's the beginning of the end of a marriage right there. As far as I'm concerned, there, if you want to know why that marriage started falling apart, look at that scene. There's a, there's a fantasy dance sequence in the shape of water and that thing works. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. All right, let's get on with the music. What are we, 21 minutes in, no music yet. That's okay. <laughs> We've had fun. Fast forward. Uh, the first album is self-titled uh, Madonna. This thing is uh, sold so many copies. Five times platinum, 10 million worldwide. I had this album. I think the, my, the girl I dated at the time was really into Madonna. 
Jelly Bean Benitez. What year did that come out? 1983. So we all picked one song from the album. I'm going to start with, uh, we'll start with Mike Beats. What do you got for us, Mike? Although you have a couple, it looks like you have some pre, maybe pre-Madonna songs here. or Pre-Madonna? No. Pre-Madonna. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yours are in no uh, order. What's I, your first song? I put song? number by mine. Mine should be no. Well, the first thing that came up is... Uh, no, I, I don't... Uh, yeah, you can just call out your song. Yeah. It's uh, Borderline. You got Borderline? Okay. I also have Borderline, so that too. For all these, I went, just went with my favorite song on the album. I did not... Because yeah. I thought, okay, well, I'm going to... I, mean, I, I, I was going to try to pick what you all wouldn't pick. And yeah, they, like, don't, yeah, don't ever do that. Just pick yeah. your favorite. I, borderline I love, so this, this takes Mike and Pat's spot. Here we go. Someone do some quick math for me. Madonna was born in 1958. So how old was she in 83? 25. 25. Yep. All right. There you go. There you go. She's now 60. 25. Would that be young to... Um, I mean, it was... I, I don't know. 25 to have your first album seems... It's not... Actually old. Look, it's not old, but it's, it might be old for the record industry. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Beatles were like even younger than that when yeah, yeah, their yeah. their first album came out. Yeah. So, yeah, comparatively speaking, I yeah, don't, I don't, compar- yeah. and I don't, I don't think 25 is bad at all for anybody to to be able to put out an album to have it be a major hit album. Right, I think a major that's, that's hit that's album debut. Yeah, uh, and you know, there's ageism with women. So 25 for a, a woman, again, not old, but maybe you know, maybe might have seemed like it. But and she was before like Tiffany or Debbie Gibson or yeah, 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 yeah. But they were way younger than... Yeah, they, yeah, they, they were, were like teens. They were, they were teens. All right, what do you got for us, West Anthony, from the debut self-titled Madonna album? Yeah, the, the, the song that I picked, it actually predates the, uh, the Madonna album because it was originally released as a single because right. she, got, she got a deal with uh, Seymour Stein from Sire Records. Sire. The original deal was for like a couple of singles and this was the very first one. And then it would eventually made its way onto the debut album. And not only that, but uh, it's significant for me because it was released on my 15th birthday, October 6th, 1982. It's uh, Everybody. Come on. Yeah. 
I could see where you would get a you could get a record contract from that single for sure. Yeah, the the dance mix version it was like a huge club hit in New York City, and so on the basis of that, Seymour Stein said, "Yeah, well, let's let's take a gamble. Let's just do a whole album." Yeah, and it paid off. So I mean, Seymour Stein took a gamble on lots of people. So why not take a gamble on Madonna? And he took a gamble on a lot of people who were far less successful, too. Right, for sure, so, for sure. So I mean, he, she eclipsed. I mean, oh my God, uh, you know, she sold definitely sold that one record. Probably sold more records than the Ramones. Everything the Ramones recorded yeah, for Sire yeah, Records. Exactly, you're right. The, well, thank, thankfully, Madonna kept the Ramones going. Then probably could be. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's, made money for the label. So these other bands that weren't making money, they're like, yeah, we can still keep them on the label. That's the way it used to work with the recording yeah. industry. Is that you know they would have big hits, and then that would allow them to take chances with you know like Warner Brothers knew that you know they had Van Halen records selling millions upon millions of copies so they could keep a guy like Randy Newman around who wasn't selling anything. <laughs> right. But nowadays, it's like everything has to be a everything big hit. Everything has to sell. And, and if you don't have a hit right off the bat, they're just going to throw you away. It's a real shame. There's, there's really no, no opportunity for, for artists nope. to develop and to grow. It's a shame. Then the, uh, the sophomore album comes out. It's a sophomore surge. Yeah, it's, if anything, right? it's, it's even more More humongous. successful. 1984. Oh, this How is m- the biggest. This is the biggest one, I think. Right. Yeah, it's it's 10 million in the U.S., 21 million worldwide. I mean, the Ramones. <laughs> yeah, not even close. Never, I mean, their entire career. I mean, and I mean, you can you could throw in everything that they recorded for Chrysalis into the bargain. Everything. They still probably didn't still, sell as many as, no, as that. No. This one album. They only have two gold albums. Yeah, they they only have two gold albums. The Ramones. But uh, I actually saw. Did you guys ever see Madonna in concert? No. Anyone? I never no. did. Anyone? Go to the ground nope. table. Anyone? Guys? Nope. No, nope. no one? Uh, I saw her on this tour. Pittsburgh Civic Arena. Took oh. my sister. Beastie Boys opened. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And they had the big inflatable... Uh, didn't they have the big inflatable uh? I don't remember if there was an inflatable thing. They could have, and I just don't remember it because, I mean... Oh, okay. It was so long ago. I don't remember. That, I, well, it may, maybe it was a solo tour that they did, but I just... Because I, I had... I listened actually is the audio book of the, the Beastie Boys book that mm-hmm. came out. It was like, a, I think it was late last year. Uh, it's a great book. It's a really fascinating history of, of, of the band and all the stuff that they, they've gone through. But yeah, I know one of those early uh, tours, they had a huge inflatable dick. <laughs> well, I'm sure Madonna wouldn't care if they did. No, I don't think she would. Because again, she was somebody who was perfectly fine with courting controversy. I, I it was just going to bring more people to the table. I mean, this was before Licensed Ill. Yeah. You know, and so I was like, I was just like, who are these? What is this? Who are these guys? Like, I didn't. Okay, then, yeah, it was like, probably after her tour yeah, then. Like, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I was just like, I thought it was odd. I'm like, who, it's just like three white guys yelling, running around that couldn't really sing and were just like screaming <laughs> and yelling and pretending they were black is what I saw. Did, did they have any of the, the hits at that time? No. Like, you know, uh, no, I don't right know. I couldn't even tell, no, no, I couldn't even tell you what they sang. They were a totally unknown quantity totally to you unknown, at that time. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure somewhere people knew who they were, but I did not. So, uh, Like a Virgin, Mike, what do you got from this album? Produced by Niall Rogers. Yep. Good choice, Madonna. I've got Dress You Up. Dress You Up. Now, why don't I see this on your list here? No, there it is. Okay, what, is my, what song do I have? Mike, I have the same song. Really? So I'm just going to take my, my one that I have and I'll play it from there. Here we go. You got style.
Now, just because Mike and I picked the first uh, two songs the same, there were, there were tons of choices oh. on these first two albums. Yes. Tons. There's a lot of songs on yeah. this album in particular that you could get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, 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 would, I narrowed it down to like five, and then I'm like, uh, I guess I just like dress you up the best. That was, the, that was how I did it. So, Wes, what do yeah, you got it was for just us? Very successful. And, and Madonna was kind of miffed over the fact that you know, she wanted to produce the album herself. Oh, that's a mistake, Madonna. You don't sell 10 million copies producing it yourself? Well, you know, I, the thing is, that I think she believed that she had earned the right to do it. And I, I actually, I kind of have to agree. I mean, definitely the album turned out better as a result of who she got. Nile Rogers. But, you know, the first album, it was very successful. And so you think, you know, I have a really successful first album. I, I should be allowed to, you know, produce or at least co-produce my second album. But the record company said, no. And I don't know that I, I agree with her there. That that's kind of a slight, but they, you know, luckily she was able to pick whoever she wanted. And she went with Niall Rogers because she really loved what he did with David Bowie on mm-hmm. let's dance like a couple of years previously. Yeah. So, I mean, that definitely did work out for the best, but it's still, you know, I do agree with her that you I, know, I feel that if Madonna would have produced her second album herself, we might not be talking about Madonna right now. That's true. That's the thing. You know, it's it's always a, a tough call. I mean, historically, you know, yeah, it might have turned out like a lot worse. But also, I'm generally, I, I've always feel like I, I'm on the side of the artists with these things. You know, if, if this is what they want, it would be nice if they had it. But we are definitely... It's so funny because back then, I didn't, I don't, I, I wouldn't have thought, I don't really think of McDon- McDonald's. I really don't think of Madonna <laughs> as a as a music artist, like she was like a whole package thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you say, I'm trying to think of someone who's a, like really just a, a singer songwriter, like Mel- Melissa Etheridge co-produced her first album. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. Cause I feel like she's that kind of an artist. Madonna's right. not that kind of an artist in yeah. my opinion back then. But well, the thing is, but she definitely had boundless ambition. Yeah. She wanted to be that. Person. I'm not saying like so. three, four albums later. Yeah. Then she, gets to do whatever she wants. But right then, I think the record company made the right choice. Yeah. So what do you got for us? Well, I got the song that I believe ends uh, side one, and it was uh, it's a cover of a song from 1978 that was originally performed by the band Rose Royce, who you might remember from their song Car Wash. Yeah. So Why didn't she do that song? <laughs> and it was That could have been a sexy video, Madonna at the Car Wash. And this, this song is the first time that she ever actually performed with a live orchestral accompaniment. So and it, it's uh, it's the ballad on the song is called Love Don't Live Here Anymore. Let's hear it. good vocally on that song she, she does she pulled the note out there she does a really good job on that song and also uh um, i love that because this is pretty much the tail end when you had 
actual real instruments mm-hmm. in you know the in the pop music realm and particularly when it came to dance music i mean that stuff was just going away uh, nile rogers you know he brought in real musicians including like the rhythm section from chic and, yeah that's tony thompson on drums yeah so and, on that song and, and he was he's one of the best and bernard bernard, bernard edwards, edwards too yeah exactly Very nice so that's and and as we go along, you see all of those kinds of instruments. That's that's just going to go away. I mean, there'll be some. Uh, I think there'll be a couple of guitars here and there, but for the, for the most part, as you know, the the as popular music and dance music in particular goes forward, all the regular you know sort of standard acoustic natural instruments are just going to fall by the wayside. And that, that, I always felt that was kind of a shame. It was like I love. R&B music and soul music, but for me, like my my favorite period of that is from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, because in the 80s, that's when you know all of the electronic elements started taking over. I think Madonna was uh, very influenced by the club music throughout. I mean, uh, she I think she gets credited a lot for kind of keeping it real with club music, and so uh, I think that was probably a move that she made on purpose, but she brings back the acoustic, especially later. She brings back a lot of the acoustic. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. It was interesting for me to hear in some of the later albums where she has the more electronic elements and then lays an, an acoustic guitar down over it. And that's a lot of that was really intriguing to me. Yeah. Well, before we put like a virgin to bed guys, we, we can't go without hearing the, uh, the 2019 Motley Crue remake of, uh, like a virgin. Here I've go. never heard this. It doesn't want to play it. Oh, here it is. Mike Beach shaking his head. No, thank you. <laughs> Let's bury Mick Vince back in the mix. Here we go. Now, on the Motley Crue episode, I said that I liked it. And now I'm now I don't it's know that I like good. it. Maybe <laughs> I put, I'm influenced by who I'm sitting with. Maybe I'm wishy-washy. Did Schmidt like it? He loves it. He thinks it's a, it kills. And so I was feeding off of him, and I, I thought it was great too. And Heather liked it also. But now I'm I don't know how I feel now. I put a I put a cover by a group called Teenage Fan Club. Doing like a virgin, and it's from an album that came out in I think ninety one or ninety two. Right, well, let's hear. Let me see this cover. Let's see which who wins. Rolling, we're rolling. That's what the guy says. Cool. little bit more pleasant to my ears. Than, That's not than, bad. Now, let me tell you something. This I get to go on a Nikki Six rant here for a second. Uh, Nikki Six has been tweeting a ton. There he is. He's on, uh, he's on the card. 
He's been tweeting a ton about it. he feels like Kiss, their most recent stage show, they've stolen a lot of elements from Motley Crue's final tour stage show. They have some ramps. They have some things that do look similar, okay? But let me tell you something. Nikki, <laughs> you stole the umlaut from, from, uh, from, uh, from uh, Blue Oyster Cult. And uh, does Motorhead use an umlaut too? I think they yeah, might. Yeah, they do. They so do. look, you stole the umlaut from there. You, uh, you, just, you remade Like a Virgin. You, just, you stole that from Teenage Fan Club. You stole, yeah. you stole glam, you stole makeup, you stole, come on, knock it off. I think he stole his first bass guitar. Yeah, knock it off, Nikki. <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> All right, we are on to another juggernaut of an album. This was, uh, this was a big album. I love the album cover, too. Madonna with the short hair. I'm I believe surprised that no cover... one did Material Girl. That's what I thought someone would pick. Well, maybe I had that for the play album. I didn't want to go with the most obvious one. No. I did. <laughs> so true blue what do you got off of true blue mike beats i think this is my i think this is my favorite madonna album uh, it's pretty great seven million copies i have open your heart all right played a lot of that song because that was also my pick you, oh, really? and, I, you and i are three for three <laughs> i gotta look at my list first though the next time because if i would have i would have played these two songs so nobody picked papa don't preach then no and it's great it's so good but it's before, a really good song I, I was wondering if somebody was going to bring it up because then you have to talk about danny aiello's yeah. response song <laughs> What is his, yeah, what is his response? Because, you know, he was in the video for Papa Don't Preach where he, you know, he played her father. And then, I mean, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, Well, I can't. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) what was his response? He did a a song. It was called Papa Just Wants the Best for You. Oh, Christ. And it is. He shouldn't even even be in the recording studio. It is a monstrous opportunistic travesty. and, And, you know, it's part of the. The sort of occasionally proud but mostly shameful, you know, uh, preoccupation that some some musicians have of the response song. 
You know, like when the Beatles recorded I Want to Hold Your Hand, and then there was a girl group from the same era that, you know, they recorded a song called I'll Let You Hold My Hand, you know, and stuff like that. There were, there were plenty of songs like, you know, like um, Barry Maguire did a song called uh, Eve of Destruction. You might have remember, remember that one. It was mm-hmm. a big number one hit in 1965. And then some conservative songwriter got somebody together to do a song called uh, Dawn of Correction. <laughs> that actually happened. So, and so this is, this is part of that history, uh, the, the tradition of the, the pop response song. And it's just, it's so awful. It's so awful. I mean, I don't, if, uh-oh. And there's a video that goes with it. Oh, I'm watching the video right now. And he's just going to emote the fuck out of this thing. Here we go. He's sitting at a table washing dishes. I'm only reaching out for the things that will help you along before your mama passed away. She made me promise every day that I would take care of her. Oh my yeah, it's, god, that is yeah, the worst thing. People, people who proclaim that uh, Don Johnson's album from around the same period Heartbeat. is... Yeah, it, it's, it's a good album. People who say... Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> people who say that his that, that album is the worst thing an actor it's ever not. did in pop music in that decade, they have not heard this fucking song. No, that's terrible. <laughs> All right. Uh, but I, I did not pick Papa Don't Preach, and apparently hold, neither did you guys. Hold on a second. We're not moving on to you yet because... Had I looked at my list, I wouldn't have even gone to uh, to the True Blue album before I talked about these couple of songs here. This is from the Vision Quest soundtrack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Big song. Crazy for you. Yep. I see you through the smoky air. Can't you feel the weight of my stare? You're so close. to a song from Desperately Seeking Susan. Oh, good. say between her, the songs on her first three albums and you throw in the soundtrack songs from that era 
she could have released the greatest hits right after the third album. Easily enough, easily 10 or 12 songs that are uh, Possibly, well known. But, you know, the record company is not, probably not going to let you get away with that. No, no, no. They, they want to give saying, it some time. I'm saying just the fact that she had this many uh, oh, yeah. hits at the and time. And the thing is, she recorded several songs for movies that never made it onto an album. Right. Although that last one, Get Into the Group, uh, oddly enough, that one was on Like a Virgin outside the United States. Hmm. It was like the first track on side two. Uh, here in the U.S., if you bought Like a Virgin, that song wasn't on there. But if you bought it anywhere else, that song was included, which was kind of nice. I want to go on record as saying all these statistics are coming right off the top of West Anthony's head. He's not looking at notes. He's not looking at his phone. Right? Yeah, at the moment I'm not. Yeah. But <laughs> All right. What's your song from I True Blue? On. Uh, I forget. I'll have to look at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that song is very Bananarama. Yes, it like, is. That one is very of the time. Yeah. Into the the one right before, well, the one right before that, what, what crazy was, for you, crazy for you, and the one that I picked for that we both picked right. off of uh, True. "Open Your Heart." Those songs, I think, they sound like they could be hits today. I mean, yeah. the choruses would be a lot huger. Yeah, but but you're like Ariana Grande. Tack was one of those. It's a hit. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, I chose the uh, the title track for the album. It's a great song because uh, because it, there's very little that's modern about it. Actually, it's really mu- a very much a throwback to sort of the girl group yeah. songs of the '60s. That's one of the things that I really like about True Blue. Let's hear it. should be noted that Madonna is co-producer on this whole album and she also gets a songwriting credit on every one of these songs. Yeah, there again, see, she wants yeah. to be, yeah. she's always wanted to be the total package, the complete artist. She, she is the singing and she's producing and she's, you know, writing. That's, you know, she wants, it's, it's a matter of control, really, ultimately yeah. is what it is. It's about for her. It was a matter of having control over her destiny, over her career. And, so, and that song and then the title of the album, all of that came about as a result of her relationship with Sean Penn, which, yeah. you know, eventually went kablooey. But at that time, I guess it was a big thing. Are you saying also, a celebrity marriage didn't work out? <laughs> it also led to one of the biggest box office bombs of the 80s, which was uh, Shanghai Surprise, which came out the same year as that movie. Uh, produced that, by a Beatle. Yeah, George Harrison was the executive producer of the film. It was made under his production company, Handmade Films. He couldn't have been happy with it. No. I mean, he was in it, and he <laughs> contributed songs to it. Madonna does not sing anywhere on that in, in that movie. George Harrison wrote songs that are in the movie, and it, it cost more than any other Handmade Films production, and it just blew up on the launch pad. Everybody <laughs> hated it, and it's not a good movie. Uh, I don't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> Uh, before we move on to her next proper album, she did do another movie called Who's That Girl? And, and she has a Griffin Dunn, right? Isn't that? Yes. Here's the, here's the title track.
I still like that song, right? I love that song. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. Terrible movie. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's one of the, it's the kind of movie that I kept watching it hoping that everybody in it would get run over by a truck or something. Thumbnail it, it for just, us. Just give us a log line. What's that movie about? It's about 90 minutes. <laughs> Now it's 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 meant to be a throwback to the screwball comedies of the 30s where, you know, a wacky, you know, free-spirited girl meets a straight-laced guy and they have misadventures and she get upends his life and gets into all kinds of trouble and everything magically works out at the end. Taming of the shrew. But uh it's just it's it's so bad. I mean, really nobody comes out looking very good in it, but Madonna in particular is just trying to play this sort of, you know, wisecracking screwball type, uh, you know, platinum blonde character and it, it just it doesn't work is she nothing, talking like betty boop a little just about yeah oh boy and, and just nothing in this movie works so you know, just, how you doing sport i just i wish it had never happened <laughs> and i think uh, movie audiences agreed with me because it you know almost very little of her her cinematic output met with any success yeah just stick with what you do which is uh i don't know cooking and cleaning <laughs> Jeez. i mean singing singing uh, let's move on to Like a Prayer. Mike Beats, this is the, we do not have the same song. What do you got for us? It's a great song. Uh, like a Prayer. Did we, did, uh, we did Cherish, yeah? No, that's on Like a Prayer. Well, then that's my song. Mm-hmm. I just have my YouTube playlist up, so I don't. Here we go. Another great tune. Yeah, that's a great song. Sounds great too. Madonna, once again, co-producer on this album and gets songwriting credit on every song. Yep. Good for you, Maddie. (laughs) Chicone. Chicone, however you say her name. What do you got from Like a Prayer? Well, the song that I picked, uh, basically from one end to the other, this one is basically inspired by the breakup of her relationship with Sean Penn. You're pretty invested in this uh, breakup and uh, relationship with Sean Penn. I, no, it, might be, uh, it might be a little, uh, I don't know. No, just over the course strange, of two songs. Strange. And this, this is my favorite song on the album, too. And it's maybe, it, it may be like up in my top three of favorite Madonna songs. It's, it's kind of weird because it's not very much like a lot of her other songs. This one, really, you could, you could put it in with a collection of power pop and I think it would fit in perfectly. I don't think anybody would would object to it. It's it it works that well in within that subgenre of rock. It's called Till Death Do Us Part.
that song. I like it, but I'm not familiar it's with great, that one. It's got such a great chorus. And then she does a thing that, you know, not too many pop artists do. It was She leads off with the chorus. It starts with a chorus and then goes into the... Uh, into the verse. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun when that happens sometimes. Yeah, well, it's fun when it works. And that's the thing. The chorus is so catchy that it just naturally draws me into the song. My beats. I, just, I love that about I'm it. I'm shocked you didn't pick Love Song because that's the song she did with Prince from this yeah. album. I, mm, yeah. you, you don't like that tune? Maybe that's why. I don't why. love it. I don't love it. All right. Not as much as Cherish. Well, my next song, this might be my favorite Madonna song. Definitely in the top three or four. And this is the title track. I love uh, Like a Prayer. I love this video, too. I love Madonna with the, the, her normal color hair. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, I think that's my favorite look. Well, this Madonna album, look. I think, this is, I think she matured. Like, this is a new stage. It like, is a new stage. Madonna has stages, and I think this is a distinct one from... Yeah, the first three can be lumped together as like a trilogy almost, and then, then, we, then we get this. on bass guitar little pitchy dog (laughs) and we got two drummers credited to this album i don't know who plays on this track a guy named john robinson i don't know him but i do know jeff picaro oh yeah everybody knows him you think that was jeff on that track it might have been might have been let's just say it was let's give him rock and peace jeff will give you some credit for maybe a song you didn't play on (laughs) did pepsi get in trouble for using that song like this this seems like i was young still when this came out Mm -hmm. but this seemed like madonna's this is when she became a political, a little more political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, because the video was controversial. Yeah, it's, and it's and if you see it now, it's not controversial at all. <laughs> Just like everything that was once controversial, it's having not a now. black Jesus is still probably controversial in some places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really though, because you know Jesus is just a made-up character, so we don't know. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're moving on. Oh wait, wait, what are we moving on to? We got oh West. You want to play a song off the uh, the Dick Tracy album? Yeah. So well, I next. mean, the thing is, it's one of three Dick Tracy related albums mm-hmm. because that's the thing. When that movie came out, okay, so there was there was a soundtrack album of like pop songs that were sort of featured in the movie, mm-hmm. and then there was an album of Danny Elfman's score, and then there was this album, which is called "I'm Breathless," and really, it's. Part it's only partly uh, a soundtrack album because there's you know, there were only a, a handful of songs in the movie that Madonna sang, and right. of course this is going to be one of them. But then the rest of the album is other songs that she wrote that were not related to the movie at all, including Vogue, which is like one of her you know biggest hits. Yeah, uh, that's not the one that I picked though because I. What was her character in that movie, Slutty Sue? <laughs> What was it? What was her was name? Breathless Mahoney. Breathless Mahoney. That's and what yeah, I thought. I love Dick Tracy. 
she's still the worst thing in it because she's just not a very good actress. But uh, overall, I just, I love that movie. I love the imaginative qualities of it. I and, think it looks fantastic. Yep. I think some of the performances, I mean, I love all those actors in, in those parts. Uh, yeah. Pacino, I love Dustin Hoffman as Mumbles. Yeah. Uh, he's great as Dick Tracy. Just the story doesn't grab me that much. Yeah, well, I, frankly, but, I don't think it's meant to. This is movie is one of those things where it really... Every movie it, should have a good story. Oh, yeah, every movie should, but there's plenty of movies that have a great look and the story doesn't grab you. I mean, look, I'm sorry, but I mean, as much as I love Blade Runner, I don't love it because the story grabs me. I love it because it's visually splendid. And Dick Tracy is is in that tradition. And I hate Blade Runner, so there's oh, where we're okay. at. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, I mean, Al Pacino is over the top like he invented it in this movie. <laughs> And so, yeah, so this is, and the songs that Madonna sings in the movie, they were written by Stephen Sondheim, All right, you know, so who worked like, on, on West Side Story and of course his own musical. So, I mean, he's one of the legends of, of the, the, the broad Broadway theater. And so this is one of those songs and it's a cute little throwback to, you know, like 1930s type tunes and it's called More. Got my diamonds, got my yacht. Got a guy I adore I'm so happy with what I got I want more Count your blessings Count your blessings One, two, three <laughs> I just you scared me and you scared Pat Was that in the song or did you do that? <laughs> no, that was me Oh my that's, God That's one of my was... favorite moments in, in, in Dick Tracy when they're, they're rehearsing the song and he's there pushing everybody around and she sings that lyric and he just and he starts speaking along with it Count your blessings That's your Al Pacino, right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thought that was in the song. And I'm like, that's strange. Oh, that was me. All right. Now, (laughs) before we go on to the next album, uh, which is uh, Erotica from 1992, I got a couple of songs just to go through that did come out before that. We had, uh, she released The Immaculate Collection, a best of, with two new songs. And this was a big hit. This is Vogue. Then the, uh, the other new song on the album was her working with Lenny Kravitz. And I just feel like she's trying too hard on this one. And let's hear it. Hey, you. It's a cigar stink Make love in a train. Cross country. You put this in me. So now what? So now what? Yeah, this is where this is where Madonna is really trying to be super edgy with the 
overt sexuality and and Lenny Kravitz was involved in that. Yeah, I think Lenny. I think that's a co-write with Lenny. I can. Uh, I would double check for sure. This is right before the Truth or Dare. Uh, yeah, all all of this is all around that time. Look, yeah, looking. she was really pushing the boundaries in that time. She, she, because there was also that uh, that sex book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you guys have the sex book? Mm-hmm. I had the sex book too. Then when e, then as soon as eBay happened, I sold that thing for like 150 bucks. Wow. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Lenny Kravitz, Ingrid Chavez, and Madonna. Oh, it wrote "Justify My Love" and it was All produced right. by Lenny. Huh. Okay. And then uh, let's get the taste of that out of our mouth with a song. <laughs> From, uh, I think, one of the greatest sports movies of all time. Oh, okay. A league of their own. This, is, uh, this used to be my playground. over the end credits, correct? Yes. Yeah, it's not anywhere within the body of the film itself. That's that's the really good Madonna performance. That's her on best screen. that's her best on-screen performance and I have a theory about that. Yeah. I feel it's because she had a female director, so she didn't have a director who was trying to sleep with her or you know, flirt with her the whole time. She's Penny Marshall, I'm gonna look here's what I'll do. You want to roll, get out there, I'll suck and bear. Yeah. Well, and also, just do your thing. also the, just the, be the, you, just be you. Also, the cast was predominantly female. Yeah, as so well. she had a good support system. Yeah, so I, I think that that, that probably that really just helped her a lot better than than a lot of the other mm-hmm. film sets that she was on and the, and the films that she was involved with. Because mm-hmm. uh, really, uh, this, like the one emotionally resonant moment in all of Madonna's acting career is in this movie. And what is it? Tell us what it is. It's the scene where the, Tell they're, us. they're threatening to uh, to shut down the whole you know women's baseball mm-hmm. league because that's what they're talking about in, in, in this movie. That's what it's about. And and she's you know basically just starts tearing up and saying how she's you know she doesn't want to go back to you know taxi dancing mm-hmm. for like you know a quarter a dance or whatever right. it is and all that kind of stuff and being pawed like an animal and and you can even tell, that's what she made her career as. Yeah, well that's the thing though. I think you can kind of tell that that, that there's some there's some truth in that moment mm-hmm. for her and so I, I think that's why it just it felt so real and I, I and it's a great movie mm-hmm. overall I would recommend it to anybody yeah it's a great it's filled with great performances well, I mean Gina Davis is in it and she's great and Lori Petty he's great and Tom Bay Tom Hanks is in it Tom Hanks is fine he's not gonna he won't try <laughs> and, to tr- and John Lovitz your, is in it for five minutes stay and away he's pretty from funny. Lovitz he's gonna try to grab your ass <laughs> But it's overall, yeah, and it's it's a great movie. It's one of the best sports movies I think that's ever been. Yeah. So you know you, anybody can look at it, and I think you're gonna get a get a kick out of it. I'm trying to do my Penny Marshall. This is my Penny Marshall. Impression. Well, yeah, and Rosie O'Donnell's in it too. Rosie O'Donnell's in it. I, don't know how I forgot a, that. She's a lesbian. She might be hitting on you a little bit, but it'll be okay. Rose, okay. We call her Rose. All right, let's go to uh, the erotica album. West, what do you got for us? I mean, I'm sorry, Mike. What do you got for us? Pulls out his list. I believe I have Rain. Is that the, the right one? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I have? I also have Rain. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. It's great. This is one of my it's favorite great. Madonna songs. 
The Erotic album only sold 2 million copies. I actually think this is a pretty strong album. It is a strong album. I like this one. Here we go. album didn't sell as many copies as previous albums is i think she was again with the justify my love and the sex book i think people were were stopped taking her seriously as a recording artist because she was trying to shock if you will that's what i think yeah, there's a little too much controversy yeah there's too much controversy brewing at that time brewing and i mean again look that caper kept her in the public eye and all that sort of thing but i think it it didn't it didn't help the uh didn't help the musical career. Well, and this is, I think this is when she started getting parodied. And mm-hmm. like, I think before this, she was kind of almost whole, not totally wholesome, but yeah, yeah, uh, titillating enough to keep yeah. men interested. Yeah, like in the Papa Don't Preach video, she's very wholesome looking. She's wholesome looking in all those videos. Yeah. Until, when she even had a song called Like a Virgin, which, yeah, I mean, I think I was like 10 when that came out. And well, I guess I was younger than 10, but yeah, it still but was it, shocking. Yeah, it's like still engendered. I had to hide that tape from my mom. I don't need to know how young you were when I was in my forties. <laughs> <laughs> and even and then uh, what the the song the "Open Your Heart" the video for that one yeah. that that was controversial. Yeah, because you know there was supposedly there was a peep show involved, and then there was a little kid in there as oh, well. Which my it's God, like, you know, shut up, people. <laughs> But I don't know how many times I've been to a peep show and there's been kids everywhere. <laughs> well, well, where else that are you going to put them? It's yeah. daycare. We can't yeah. all afford a sitter. Yeah. Now, these peep shows were at Neverland Ranch. I don't know if that makes a thing. West, what do you got for us from uh, Erotica? Uh, I picked the last song on the album um, just because as, as a novelty, I, I heard that Madonna wrote this song about her vagina. And, uh, you know... Where'd, where'd you hear that? I, I, I read it on is, Wikipedia. Is this locker room talking? <laughs> secret garden. Yep. It's no, that, her vagina is no secret. She <laughs> well, was writing that not, sex book. Not anymore, but maybe at the time she wrote it. I don't know. <laughs> There's some wild pictures in that sex book. Bruce Springsteen has a song called that too, right? He does. Yeah. Oh, this is a good title fight. I'm going to hold yeah. this for title fight. Oh, wait, Here we well, go. Secret not? garden.
forget Madonna getting a songwriting credit on every song except the cover of Fever. Right. And she also uh, co-produced that, that song. It's, it's got kind of a jazzy feel. That is kind of in a the jazzy chorus. feeling, yeah. And then and the the rhythm in it is something that, you know, basically just sort of got almost abused in dance music mm-hmm. as the decade progressed. But right. it was True. it was it was pretty fresh at that time. So, you know, once again, there was a sort of, you know, there's, there's, there's a cutting edge element to Madonna's music that everybody just sort of beat into the ground later on. Yeah. Yep. She definitely, uh, you know, she's, she definitely got something. This Madonna, she's going to go places. What year was that? That was 1992, wasn't it? 1992. West Anthony with a year right off the top of his head. Once again, got all the knowledge. So in the eighties, she's, I consider her one of the big four of pop music. Yeah. What, let me guess him. Let me see if I can guess him. MJ, Prince, Madonna, and then I'm not quite sure who the... Ne- oh, 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 George Michael. Would, I would probably go with The Boss. Yeah, Bruce The Boss. Prince, okay, okay. I just... It's for some reason when, you, when I hear pop music, I don't think of Bruce, I think of rock music, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Because of all the uh, Born in the USA hits and stuff. Of I think, yeah. Just... The charts. The charts. Yeah, I mean, just off of that one album, yeah. he was one of the dominant forces of that decade. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I need to get some hits. All my songs are about cars and... Windy. Girls and cars and rivers and cars and girls. But now I'm going to sing about, uh, you know, baseball and uh, being on fire in my hometown. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't dance, but if I did, I'd do it in the dark so people couldn't see me. So I'd dance in the dark. Maybe I'll even sing about the USA, but in a way that makes uh, Reagan think it's uh, positive. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Well, next should be uh, bedtime stories. Bedtime stories. This cover is always weird to me because she's upside down on the cover. It angers me. <laughs> I don't like that she's upside down. Mike, what do you got from bedtime stories? Human nature. Where is it? There we go. I'm not sorry. I got I got to comment a little bit on this. Madonna does something that a lot of bands and artists couldn't do. Again, it's the '90s. Grunge ruins music. Grunge comes in and ruins everything. That's what everyone says. Uh, do you not agree with that? Yeah. Do I agree with it? Yeah. No, I don't agree with that. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm I'm not a big grunge fan, but to me, it's just it's just rock and roll. It's just yeah. It's a different rock and roll. Who cares? But. Um, so uh, it's two years after Erotica. This album sells a million more copies than Erotica does. Then the next album sells a million more than this album. So Madonna... Well, the next al- album was like... Yeah, a big a com- comeback. A comeback. But I'm saying her... 
after Erotica dips to two million, which in this day and age is a, a fantastic album sales, then Bedtime Story sells three million, and Ray of Light sells four million. So I mean, that's pretty amazing to have a little bit of a dip and then then sell more in the '90s. Uh, uh, someone considered an eighty uh, uh, a pop star of the '80s is now mid '90s and selling millions of copies. It's well, a testament to how people love Madonna. Well, she, I, I mean, does she write the roadmap for how a female artist has to reinvent themselves over and over and over, maybe unlike male artists have to? Maybe. Um, and there's probably a disappointment when a male artist does it, yeah. but it's an expectation when a... Yeah, I exactly. Was, I think this is the third or fourth song we've had where she starts with the chorus. Uh, yeah, like uh, like a prayer, I think she kind of starts with the chorus too, doesn't she? Yeah. And then yeah. I think this, well... I think she invented that. <laughs> That would be the Beatles. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, Wes, you and I have the same song from Bedtime Stories, Take a Bow. Oh, we do? It's just a great song. Yeah, I, I like that song. This is a much. great album, too. I think this is a really strong album. I almost went with Bad Girl. Is that on this one? Or is that on the one before? I don't think it's on this one. I don't know. I got to look. I, know, I, don't, this, I, don't, I don't have the album this tracks song memorized. Is, no, I thought Wes would on know. This one. Okay. And, and this, this album is also where she was, you know... Uh, collaborating with Baby pa- Babyface, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and and this song is one of those. And then I don't know, I don't even, I don't know if you have this one, but there's then there's another song that she wrote for a movie that was not on, that didn't appear on any of her albums. I think I have that coming up. I'll remember. Yeah, yeah. From, I'll, with honors, we'll with do. Honors, yep, yeah. we'll do these back which, to back. Which I never saw. I never saw that movie. Well, you you should have because you were preparing for this. Oh, she's not in it. No, though. she's not in it. She All just right. put a song in it, and that was it. Here we go. Take a bow, and then we'll go into with honors. Great tune. And I believe that's Babyface on backing vocals on that song. I'm going to take your word for it. I could look it up, but I'm lazy. No, I'm sure it is. Look it up at home, folks, and then chat amongst yourselves. <laughs> Bring it up at the dinner table tonight. Go, hey, did anyone know they're going to take a bow? And they'll go, shut up. Pass the yeah, Pass the ham. All right. Uh, I said we would go right into With Honors. What I meant to say is I'll remember from the movie With Honors, 1994. Then Madonna's going to take some years off. Remember 
By the way, I just looked this up. Take a Bow was Madonna's uh, last number one single, but it was her 11th number one single. She had 11 number one singles. And then, of course, many things that went to number two and four and three and five. I mean, just tons and tons of top 10 hits. I mean, uh, you know, she's a bona fide recording artist. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it. Although we did talk about Molly Crew and they're not so much. Uh, okay, so we're moving on to, as Mike Beats, as you said, Ray of Light. That's, uh, that's a comeback album. Yeah, I, for some, when I think of Ray of Light, I think I also think of U2's Beautiful Day. Mm-hmm. Like those, makes sense. Those songs just sort of reintroduced the band after, it, feels, it felt like with U2, Beautiful Day was like a return to joy, happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This seems like the same thing. And then it was used in a lot of Microsoft commercials, too, I remember. And uh, she had a little bit different look. Her hair kind of had a red, reddish tinge. It was a little longer, and she looked great. I mean, she looked, I mean, she kind of looked a little Sheryl Crow, maybe. Yeah, like, maybe. And uh, four years off, and still she comes back. And, uh, yeah, well, she had 40 at the show. She had a kid, and then she mm-hmm. did the movie, uh, Evita, which <laughs> didn't work out too well for anybody. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you have a kid, you're going to take some time off yeah. for that. Well, I mean, well, if you're a big superstar. Yeah, you should take time off if you have a kid. 98. So, yeah, so she was 40. This album sells 4 million copies, and Mike Beats and I have the same song, uh, Ray of Light. Great song. This, uh, this album was released on cassette, CD, LP, digital download, and mini-disc. Well, eventually. There were no digital downloads at that time. Well, this, is what it, this is what it says. Digital download, 98. There would be digital downloads, wouldn't there? There certainly was like Napster. I mean, yeah, that's the, I don't not think any, released that Yeah, way. I don't think anybody was commercial. And no record labels were commercially releasing uh, albums in MP3 form in, by the late 90s. I'm pretty sure that didn't happen until like the early Unless 2000s. Unless somewhere outside the U.S. I'm just going by what it says on Wikipedia, guys. Yeah. Well, I think that the Wikipedia. I don't is use my own brain. I just use Wikipedia. Yeah, well, I think Wikipedia is just referring to its availability because right. that's another thing. I think that by that time, by the late '90s, very few artists were releasing anything on vinyl anymore. But then the vinyl resurgence came along in the last decade or so, and now they're just racing to put out everything that they can get their hands on. Well, I'm allergic to your negativity. I'm going to sneeze here in a minute. I'm almost going to sneeze. Okay, what do you got for us? Uh, if I sneeze, that's why. Oh, fair uh, enough. Wes, what do you got? You don't got Ray of Light. You picked another one, which is good. You no, went deep. Yeah, I picked a song called uh, Nothing Really Matters. Uh, she, it was written as a reaction to, uh, to her giving birth to her daughter. Not to Danny Aiello's song? No. This is, okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this song doesn't really matter. No, but, uh, and, and this is, get, dig this. It's like, it was the fifth uh, song to be released as a single off of this album. How, how 
many uh, albums, you know, are, have material that deep that you can go like five singles into it. No, it's usually it's it's usually two, maybe three, four if you're lucky, five, forget it, six, no way, seven, uh-uh, eight. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, how many albums does Madonna have that have five? I bet she has a. I bet she has a lot. Probably. But there again, but, but we're how, many, how many people? How many people can do that though? Yeah, how, yeah. how many have done that in their career? We're, I mean, fi- we're fifteen years into her career. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like in back in the early '80s, you know, Michael Jackson did that with Thriller, yeah. and you know, Bruce Springsteen did that with Born in the USA. But overall, I, I don't think there's yeah. too many artists who Not could many. pull that many singles off of an album ever. Nothing really matters. say you know when the 2000s roll around madonna releases an album in 2000 2003 2005 and 2008 then when the uh the tens is that we call it the tens yeah i guess so the 2010s happen the teens she's uh 2012 2015 and then she has an album coming out this year so she's she's still a recording entity you know what i mean she's still going oh yeah so there's still interest there's still plenty of fans all over the world who are waiting to see what she's going to do next all right, before the next album called Music, she does release a song. And again, this is one of my favorite Madonna songs. I love the song. This is, this is from, from Austin me. Powers. Yeah. Beautiful Stranger. Yeah. This is That's a great good. song. And it's another one where it should have been on an album. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that song went to number 19, so top 20. I feel like that should have done it way have been better, better than that. That yeah. should have been a top 10 song. That's great. It's got a cool little uh, psychedelic vibe to it. Across the world, though, it was number one, five, one, one, four, six, two. So it did well worldwide. But yeah, the U.S. just number 19, but that's a great tune. The U.S. was in a new metal at that time. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, what do we got next? Uh, music. Music. Music sells 3 million copies, 11 million worldwide. This is in 2000. Music was a huge song. I, I mean, it, it really was a huge song. Is that the song you have? No, that's, I mean, I just remember, that's when I was bar going age, and that song was, was everywhere. I remember the song I, I have. I like the, uh, I like the, uh, I like the album cover. I don't know why I like her in the, in the faux cowboy getup. I think, I mean, I think she looked great in that. Yeah, she looks good. Well, the video for this song is great. Uh, she looks great too. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. On Rock Solid from Mike Beats. Co-written by Mike Beats. No, that's not true. Don't. 
MP3's bad. Oh, I'm sorry about that, guys. No, it doesn't. And this song goes to number four. Number four. Not bad. And if you don't mind, West, I'm going to go next because the title track, which is what I picked, goes to number one in 2000. And Ollie G in it. Yeah. 17 years into her career, she has a number one single. Sounds great. What do you got for us, West, from music? Uh, the song I picked, I, I didn't. I figured everybody was going to go for that for the title track. So I just looked around and tried to find something else. And the song that I, another song on there that I really like is called "Amazing." That's that's the thing about West. He's always a leader, not a follower. Amazing. <laughs> three winners off that yeah, album those that, are that great song, songs it's got a really a great propulsive rhythm it's got a super catchy chorus and it's got an electric guitar yes which yeah. again when you get into dance music particularly at this time at the turn of the century which is a fun thing to say one uh, years in strange <laughs> yeah, but when you, you get to, into to, to you know popular music and dance music by this time all those kinds of instruments are just falling by the wayside yeah everything is just you know super artificial my uh, my it's, other pick from this album would have been uh what it feels like for a girl. I mean, this album's great. This is a really yeah. good album. It's strong. Uh, I'm going to play this next song from YouTube. I, I forgot about this. Not quite sure why this happened, but uh, Madonna covers a, uh, 
a song by Don oh. McLean. Oh yeah, that happened. And uh, I'm playing this from YouTube. You could have kept currently an advert. Currently an advertisement. I playing. think lots of people left Madonna after this. And this is from another movie too. It was in a movie. Yeah, let's hear. Uh, is this also this is by when she gave, did the kiss with Christina Aguilera? I think. Let me jump ahead a little. Or bit. Britney Spears. I forget which one. Good in the video. That's sexist to say, right? Better than I remember it. It's better than I remember it too. Sad to say. Try that, Weezer. What do you think? Do you, that's better than I remember it. Now it I got to. I got to backpedal a little bit. Yeah, me too. It's not bad. It's just you know the thing is when you're basically tackling one of the most well-known immortal songs on yeah. the, the the rock music era, it's almost inevitable that it's going to come up short. But yeah, I mean, listening to it now, it's not. It's not terrible. But, I don't think she really embarrasses herself with it. And, and to cover a song that people, a lot of people are sick of, is pretty ballsy too. And that long. Well, but also, yeah. you know, in a way, I think she was she was probably introducing that song to a whole new generation that would otherwise never have heard it because there's plenty of people like your kids probably have absolutely no interest no. in that song. Probably no. if you said, hey, look, it's Don McLean, they would have been like, Don McWho? Shut up. And I'd say, the guy that, uh, the guys that abused his wife for years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's that's all they're going to know. So, but, um, uh, but that's a, And also, you know what? It occurs to me, I don't know if this is something that she has done. I don't think it has. I was looking through her discography, and it occurs to me, she could just put out an entire album that was a collection of songs that she did for movies. Yes, yeah, she could. And oh, it yeah. would be a great album. I would call that Madonna Goes to the Movies. That's <laughs> what I would call that. Her version of this song is only four minutes and 36 seconds. Yeah, and that's it's, another thing. It's not the full length. It's her dancing in front of an American flag and then intercut with, you know, pictures of uh, people of all races and genders and, and, yeah. uh, and, and um, sexuality. What year? Uh, it was post 9-11. Yeah. I think that's why. Because yeah. people, you know, artists wanted to make, you know, sort of like statements that were pro-America, but in a way that were inclusive. And that's the thing. I mean, sir, there were also plenty of people who wanted to make pro-America statements that were entirely not inclusive. But, Shocking y'all. But she, yeah, there you go. You know, Toby Keith and, was, and that lot. But Madonna the, wanted to do something uh, a little nicer. It was the year uh, 2000. This came out before the music album, and it was from the movie soundtrack, The Next Best Thing. Huh. I don't even remember that movie. Well, I mean, here, I'll give you a, let me, let me wrap it up for you. Let me not wrap it up. But it's with, uh, it is with Rupert Everett and Benjamin Bratt. It's a 2000 American comedy drama film about two best friends that have a child together and a custody battle years after. Sounds fun. Yeah, there's those two guys who went places. And was the final film for John Schlesinger. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Yeah, she looks fantastic. The, the, this whole video is filled with, she's in a pair of jeans and like a, a, a little crop top and just tons and tons of uh, yoga arms. So it was, so was pre-music? Yeah. So that was her look for Ray of Light, that yeah. sort of simple. She looked really good. Like me, one of her better looks, to be honest, in my opinion. That's how I judge the ladies on how they look. <laughs> okay, let me see. We'll move. Okay, okay. Before we move on to the next album called American Life, 
We must address this song. Here we go. Hey, you. It's a seagull stinkaroo. I'm gonna wake up. Yes and no. I'm gonna kiss some part of. I'm gonna keep this secret. I'm gonna close my body. single-handedly that killed the james bond franchise for about uh, six years four years the worst james bond theme song it is the do you i do think it is the worst james bond theme song. the worst james bond movie of the pierce brosnan regime yes except the first 45 minutes is good it's when he's kidnapped and he's been in he's been kidnapped for like a couple of years he's got the long beard when they pull him out and um but yeah then it's terrible (laughs) she's in it yeah yeah that that didn't do the movie any favors neither she plays slutty sue (laughs) Saw it at the movie theater. <laughs> Terrible. Did you see the movie? No. Do you like James Bond? No. Oh, right. Okay. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't, well, I definitely wouldn't advise seeing that. <laughs> if if you were to see a James Bond movie, though, I would say see Casino Royale. That's what everyone says. The Daniel Craig one, not the one from 1967. Certainly not the one from 1967. <laughs> well, well hey, your, I'm some turning people, your mic off. Some people I'm turning your mic might off. say, oh, he said Casino Royale. And then I think I've only up. seen one James Bond movie. What was it? Oh, okay. The one with Halle Berry. That's oh, Die Another Day. That's Die Another oh, Day. Then that's the one I you saw. You saw the worst one. Yeah. It's one of the worst. That's why I don't remember. So that explains why you didn't go to see any of the other ones. I would highly recommend you see Casino Royale. I really would. Right. Be- before I see you next time. Okay. You coming to the Rock Solid Barbecue? I'm planning on it. All right. Then see this movie and you got two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just tricked it, him into he has to watch yeah. a movie now. It's not that long, so no, you know, it's two not. weeks is plenty of time. I'm going to be on really the plane good. for a long time, and I will guarantee. Look, just give it a half hour. I guarantee that after the first half hour, you'll be like, "This is fucking great." Because you know what all happens in the first half hour. Don't oh, say yeah. it. Don't no, say no, it. No, I'm not going to say anything. But right. it, yeah, it is. It's it's as far as James Bond movie goes. Uh, it's it's brilliant. It is brilliant. Uh, let's move on to the album known as what is it? American Life. American Life. But in my I I don't know who this was that did this. I think maybe it was one of those British music magazines. Mm-hmm. But they voted the title track like the tenth worst song. Really? Ever? Ever? Still, so Ghost Platinum. The album goes. It platinum. might have been Empire Magazine. I'm not sure. What was one of those magazines? Mike Beats. What song do you have off American Life? Now this is where this is where Madonna. It's it's. This is where I start to not be so interested. This is the last album I think that I probably yeah. listened to. Then, then, then for, to prepare for this episode, I had to kind of seek out the songs. There's still some good songs later on, but yeah, I think for me, they're fewer and farther between. And what song do you have on this one, Mike? I have the song Intervention. Intervention. Okay, here we go. Written for the TV show. <laughs> That's not true. That's a lie. She likes that now that's stopping. I've got to save my baby because he makes me cry. I got to make him happy. I got to teach him how to fly. I want to take him higher. Way up like a bird in the 
You know what? I don't. Uh, I don't remember ever hearing this song. If I did, I don't remember it. That's a great tune. What do you think of that, West? It is a really good song. I don't know if that one was released as a single or not. It was not. I don't think it could have been. Well, that definitely could have been. Yeah. West and I have the same uh, the same song off this. It was a single. It's yeah, a good so tune. the one that I picked was. I, I knew that it was the one I picked was released as a single. Yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood. That's where we live. We're all look at it. We're all making it in Hollywood. Living the dream. Whatever it is. All I guess three I'm of us it. on a Sunday in an office in Studio City. Talking Godless about, Hollywood. Talking about <laughs> Easter. Yep. Here we go. Everybody comes to Hollywood. They want to make it in the neighborhood. They like the smell of it in Hollywood. How could it hurt you when it looks so good? Shine your light now. This time it's got to be good. You get it right now. Good tune. That's two good songs from uh, American Life. And there again, you'll notice on both of the songs that we picked, there's guitar on there. On Mike's song, there was an electric guitar. On this song, there's an acoustic guitar. Good job, this Madonna. It's not something that, uh, that you're hearing very much in pop music these days. Bravo, Madonna. Bravo. 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 Mike Beats, let's move now to Confessions on the Dance Floor, 2005. We're in the middle, right smack dab in the middle of the aughts. 2005. Let's see here. I moved to Los Angeles. I did sorry. Are you sorry that you moved to Los Angeles? No. Good. Oops. Je suis désolé. Lo siento. Ik ben is she going to torture me? I think she's going to torture me. Perdóname. Madonna getting co-songwriting credit on all these songs. I don't know what she's bringing to the table, if it's lyrics or if it's music or if it's a melody, but uh, she's definitely getting uh, some publishing checks in the mail. She needs them. Yeah, she needs them. She's got, uh, she's got a, a lifestyle she's accustomed to. Lots of kids. 
Lots of kids. Um, Mike's uh, Mike's songs are very bright and loud because I think you took a lot of these off YouTube. I right? did. I took yeah. all of them off of YouTube. All of them. You don't own any Madonna music? No, I do, but they're all in... this. It was just the easiest because I have this program that I can just put a playlist together. And it'll pull it off It'll there? pull it all off on an MP3. Sounds like you're colluding with YouTube. Is that what you're doing? I'm colluding. Colluding. Uh, your next Confessions on a Dance Floor, I'm going to uh, go to West Anthony. Yeah, I picked... In this case, I picked the most obvious song because it's so darn catchy. Uh, this song it involves a sample from a, a song by uh, ABBA, which is only the second time ever that they allowed something like that to happen. Madonna had to go to you know the, the guys, those two guys in there who write all the songs, Benny and Bjorn. Yeah, and and ask them to to let him uh, let her use this, and and she did, and and it's great. It, undeniably, it's like a super catchy song. It's called "Hung Up." That's great. Th- That's a good song. It's 2005. This went to number seven <clears throat> on the Billboard charts. Not the dance charts, on the charts. song gonna go right into it from confessions confessions on the dance floor song called get together Album is aptly named because these are dance tunes. Yeah, that's that's all it is. I think that's it was like all a, it is. It's it, I think it's there's a there's a concept behind it, so you could act, possibly call it a concept album. You could, because in all the songs they sort of flow from one into another. Which, there's no like break. Yeah, then that doesn't really happen very often anymore. No. Madonna's uh, cutting edge in 2005, doing things. Doing well, things. Doing things that Pink Floyd did throughout the 70s, yeah, maybe. Yeah, she's stealing from the Floyd. <laughs> Next album that we're getting into is, which one is this one? I'm trying to find it. Uh, Hard Candy. Hard Candy. Yeah, not a fan of this album, really. What do you got for us, Beats? Uh, I call you Beats. Do you mind that? Like, that's actually what most That's what everyone calls you, Beats? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to call you Anthony. Because that sounds like that could be your first name. Yeah. West is like cooler. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> West is cool. Beats is cool. What do you got for us, Beats? Got She's Not Me. She's Not Me. This is from what Fart- year was this? This was in... This 2008 is, or thereabouts? This is, this is 2008. She's 50. Boy, yep. <laughs> that, that happened. Don't, you, you 
you're not gonna. I think it's she, amazing. I just think it's amazing. Well, it sounds like you're shaming her. No, it's amazing. Here we go. She's not me from Beats. This is the one I'm really not familiar with that much. I like that tune. I wasn't crazy about it. Uh, there's there's a couple songs on there that I like, particularly the one that that I picked. Uh, this was this album was when she was uh, collaborating with uh, Justin Timber guy and Timberland and Timberlake. Yeah, all the Timbers. Yeah, and Neptunes too. And she did she also uh, she also collaborated with Shiver Me. <laughs> Shiver Me Timbers. Hi, folks. I'm 55. We'll be here all week. What do we got? Miles away from you. Yeah, this is a great song. And uh, there again, it's another song that was inspired by one of her uh, relationships. In this case, her marriage to, uh, to Guy Ritchie, who, you know, as I mentioned before, directed her in a couple things. And I guess this was about the nature of uh, their, their long distance marriage because they were always on like separate continents mm-hmm. and, and galaxies and what have you. And obviously it took a toll because they aren't married anymore. But at least they got a good song out of it. You're all up in Madonna's relationship tree. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a winger cover? <laughs> no, it's not that one. It could be a title fight, though. No one's around and I have you here I begin to see the picture It becomes so clear You always have the biggest heart When we're 6,000 miles apart Too much of no sound now I went to YouTube real quick to the uh, the official winger page <laughs> for the song Miles Away. How many views do you think the Miles Away video has? 4,622. You, you, are, you are so off, you're not going <laughs> to believe it when I tell you how many views. How many views do you think this thing has? 20,000? You, you, you're not even going to believe it. You might have to actually walk over and look at the computer to believe me. This has 11,117,139 views. I don't even know this song. Well, is I think, this I think... that popular? Oops, now we're playing, I think Kip doing Winger, a mashup. Well, Kip Winger like does uh, classical music now, I think. But I bet most of these views are from Japan. Oh. It's hard to tell 
11 million people watched this. I'm going to give it a thumbs down just because of that number. I'm not familiar with this song at all. Wait till the chorus. Okay. I like it, and yet, literally, sounds like any it's any power every, ballad. Generic. It's every single power yeah, ballad. It's heaven. It's heaven. It's heaven. It's everything. Madonna had a catchier chorus. Yeah. <laughs> but eleven million views. You think it's all from Japan? It, yeah. I mean, Mr. Big is still big in Japan. They are still big in Japan. Still big in Japan. Let's move on to MDNA. 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 I guess that's is that. Madonna. Yeah. Madonna. M- minus a few vowels. Nah. Madonna. We have the same song, so I'm just going to say it. Give me all your loving. This is very catchy. It's very fun. Features Nicki Minaj and MIA. And Has no members of ZZ Top. No members of ZZ Top. And it sounds very much like, uh, like what Avril Lavigne was doing a couple years earlier. So here we go. And Guestafani. Yep. say it i keep saying it but i gotta say it that that went to number 10 on the billboard charts there's you know top 10 it was it was the chanting that kept me away from that song it's very leader of the pack though i mean that song is very leader of the pack yeah i mean a lot of it is catchy but i don't know i found the chanting part to be just really inane (laughs) that that just turned me off for some reason i like that chanting but um to each his own west you're not right i'm not right no one's right well no i'm right you uh, you picked a song <laughs> called Masterpiece. Yeah. Now, finally, Madonna writes a song for a movie and then puts it on an album. Good for her. What movie was this in? Well, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I'm going to make you listen to a Winger album. This is this is a movie called W E, and it is a movie that Madonna directed, okay, and co-produced and co-writeed. She was not in it. Co-writeed. Oh, did you say that for humor? Yeah, just for fun. Okay. Uh, and if you thought that she was not very good at acting, 
wait until you see her being not very good at directing. It's oh my god! Look, for starters, it was a it was a it was a bomb. It didn't make any money. And here's a really good indication of the the, the quality level of this movie. I mean, again, nobody saw it. None of the critics liked it. It got an Oscar nomination for costume design. That pretty much tells you everything you need to know about W.E. It's a movie where, you know, all the surfaces are fantastic, but everything else about the movie just doesn't work at all. At all. Except for this song. The, the song is good. <laughs> it's so funny that you're saying the, this. The song is called Masterpiece, and the movie sounds like a not. A masterpiece. A master. A masterpiece of shit. <laughs> all right. There's a good lead in. It seems to me. What you are, a rare and priceless work of art. You stay behind your velvet robe, but I will not renounce all hope. And I'm right by your side, like a thief in the night. I stand in front of a masterpiece, and I. There have only been a couple songs I haven't liked on this show, and they were the ones that I put the stinkeroo in front of. <laughs> Everything else, I think this is a pretty solid it's set good, of songs that we're playing today. It's, it's a good song. It's just not from a good movie. It's, you know, I, I, I don't, overall, I don't like to just, you know, discourage people and tell them to stay in their lane. Because, you know, around that same time, you know, uh, Tom Ford, who is primarily known as a fashion designer. Yeah. He directed a movie uh, called a series. No, wait, it's single not a series. A, a single man. Single man. Single yeah, man. with uh, with Colin Firth and Julianne yeah. Moore. And like W. E. It's very fantastic to look at visually. It's got great production design and great costumes, but it's also got a great story and great characters and great performances. Uh, Madonna basically had a lot of great stuff to look at, and then there was nothing else going for it. I mean, Oscar Isaac is in that movie. Yeah, and and it's like I just read that. Yeah, he's got almost nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and it's, it's I, I can't even begin to describe it because like partly it's about Wallace Simpson who was you know the woman that you know King Edward VIII abdicated his throne to marry her mm -hmm. back in the, the the 30s but then also there's this parallel story about this woman in the modern age who was obsessed with Wallace Simpson and like what is supposed what is the connection supposed to be between these two characters what I don't know what it is is it possible to be bored to tears just by a description of a film I don't even uh, know what you're talking about me neither yeah. <laughs> you lost me that's the thing it's like and clearly there's she's got artistic ambition to burn she just didn't know Either, either she knew what she was saying and she didn't know how to say it, or she didn't even know what she was trying to say. Well, let's see if she can burn through some artistic ability with her most, uh, her most recent album. Well, the, her most recent album that we have. Well, yes. We're going to play, we're going to listen to a song from her upcoming album. Okay. But this was 2015. This is Rebel Heart. And Mike, what do you have from Rebel Heart? Body Shop. Body Shop. Curves, we might need to have the brakes look at. Sip up the hood and see what's good. I need a tune up bed. My precious love, I'm on a roll, but my transmission's blown. I heard a thump and then I know. Hey, you work at a body shop. Hey, you work at a body shop. Everybody clap. Now just me.
I think these are this is all euphemisms for sex. Polish the headlights. Buff out the fender. We know what she's talking about, guys. You know there are over twenty credited producers for this album. Really? Yeah. That's it's like too many. An enormous dumpster full of producers. No one made money off this album. A metric ton of producers. I that that always concerns me when I see like innumerable producers on an album. I don't like it. I, I find feel it, like the album's then, not cohesive sound. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have like, you know, a single unifying coherent statement. But then, you know, that's something that really came out of the rock era, the idea of the album as a cohesive statement. Would, you know, yeah, it with the producer it being the fourth, fifth, or sixth member of you know, the band. You know, it, it didn't exist before, mm-hmm. like, the Beatles. Right. And now we've kind of gotten away from that. And now, after you know, at this point, it doesn't really exist anymore either. So I guess, you know, we can't necessarily, you know, complain about that or, or hold no, modern-day albums to those standards. Well, okay, we can complain about it. But I don't know if it's fair for us to hold, you know, this album to those kinds of standards. Well, let's see if the song I'm going to play sounds like it could be on the same album as the song that Mike just played. My song is Living for Love. First you love me and I let you in Made me feel like I was born again you empowered me, you made me strong Built me up and I could do no wrong I let down my guard, I fell into your arms Forgot who I was, I didn't hear the alarms Now I'm down on my knees, alone in the dark I was blind to your game, you fired a shot in my heart Gotta be honest, she sounds great on that song. Yeah. This album also includes the song uh, Bitch, I'm Madonna, featuring Nicki Minaj. It also features uh, a song called Iconic, which features Chance the Rapper and Mike Tyson. Why? Why? Convicted rapist, why, ladies. Why not? Convicted rapist. Don't tell me you don't want to work with Harvey Weinstein, and then you invite Mike Tyson into the recording studio. <laughs> I don't disagree. I mean, I'm going to do a little rapping on this. this he's, like, he's like a... Paul Stanley, but like a baby. It's like if Paul Stanley was a baby, that's Mike Tyson. I'm, Mad- hey, bitch, I'm Madonna. Uh, let's hear what uh, Wes Anthony has, and then we're all going to sink our ears into her brand new song. But Wes Anthony has Ghost Town. Tell me how we got this far. Every man for himself. Everything's gone to hell. We gotta stay strong. Gonna hold on. This world is turned to dust. All we've got left is love. Might as well start with us. Singing a new song, something to build on. Ah, ah, I know you're scared tonight. Ah, ah, I'll never leave your
was. I liked every single song that we played off that. This, you know, this was clearly it came out before you know the election and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But this song really it resonated for me now. That's one of the things I found it just enormously appealing and comforting. This is her "I'll Stand by You," yeah. really, if you think about it. And uh, that's a song. It's a song I needed. Anyway, I don't know about anybody else, but... It's a uh, good song. It's nice to have. Okay, now listen up, both of you. Pay attention. June 14th, 2019, we're going to get a new Madonna album. The album is called Madam X. Let me tell you about this thing. In a one-minute teaser uploaded to Madonna's official Instagram and YouTube accounts, Madonna declares herself as Madam X, (laughs) which her album is named after. The video opens with Madonna singing... The thing that hurt me the most was that I wasn't lost. I wasn't lost. She then elaborates that Madam X features different personas and characters. What do you think of that? Madam X is a secret agent traveling around the world, changing identities, fighting for freedom, bringing light to dark places. She's a dancer, a professor, a head of state, a housekeeper. There you go, housekeeper. An equestrian, a prisoner, a student, a mother, a child, a teacher, a nun, a singer, a saint, a whore. There you go. A spy in the house of love. I am Madam X. What do you think of this? What's this? Is this going to be a mess or is this going to be something cool? Mike, first thoughts without hearing a lick of music because I I think the best way to judge an album is to not hear any of it. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear this album. No. It sounds like it, it might be a complete disaster to me. What do you think, West Anthony? It's it sounds like maybe she's shooting for a, a, a sort of concept album type thing, but it really sounds very scattershot. It could be all over the map. So I I'll I'll listen to it, but I definitely don't have high hopes. All right. Well, we're gonna. She released a single so far. I can't even pronounce it. Is it called uh, Medellin? Medellin. 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 Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm not Spanish. You, you're Spanish, right? Uh, more or less, yeah. All right. What's Medellin mean? I don't know. I think it's a city. Yeah, it's a it's city? The, uh, uh, Colombia. All right. Very good. I'm glad you guys are here. It's so, where Pablo Escobar I'm glad. I'm glad the white guy surrounded himself with some people of color, too. <laughs> Medellin is the first single. It's uh, with Madonna and Mal- Maluma. Is that the guy's name? Maluma, do you know who that is, Mike? You're shaking your nope. head like you know. I don't. I have no idea. All right, let's hear Medellin. Let's see what it's like. I took a pill and had a dream. Yo también. I went back to my 17th year. Allowed myself to be naive Dime To be someone I've never been Me encanta I took a sip and had a dream And I woke up in Medellin Te gusta The sun was caressing my skin Dime Another me could now begin Baby, yo te apoyo No hay que hablarnos mucho para entrar en rollo Si quieres ser mi reina, pues yo te corono the, uh, the album uh, reportedly was heavily influenced by a span of time that she spent recently in Portugal. Okay, so that makes sense. I suspect that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of sort of uh, Latin influences, mm-hmm. a lot of Latin rhythms in there. And, I mean, that's not a problem for me. Yeah. I didn't think it was bad. I just, it, well, it's not really my thing. I don't 
feel that I would like when that comes on the radio, I'd be turning that up. Doesn't mean I won't like other songs on the album. That one's just not my thing. What about you, Mike? How did you feel about that? It was okay. It's fine. Yeah, fine. Just fine. All right. Well, look, I think we did Madonna proud today. I'm sure she'll be uh, sending us fan letters. I think we gave her, I think we were very complimentary. Uh, I think when people tune in, they might think that, uh, oh, these guys are going to make fun of Madonna. And we, not at all. I think we played a great... Except for the acting and directing, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean, when she stays in her lane, she does her thing. Although my wife also says when Madonna is dancing on stage, it always, her dance face is terrible. Like she always looks like she's counting the steps. Well, maybe she is. I don't know. Not a good (laughs) dance face. Um, Mike Beats, where can we find you on the Twitter? Uh, At Beats. B-I-E-T-Z. And you're on Facebook. Do you accept uh, friend requests from Rock Solid listeners, or is it just family? Sure, they could. I mean, I don't go on Facebook too often. I just right. post pictures of my dog now. All right. But you, yeah, obviously, you accept a follow on Twitter because you you can't really deny it. You I can could. block later. Yeah, I guess. I'd, Your not, account's not locked, right? Nope, it's not private, not locked. All right. West Anthony, where are you on the Twitter? Uh, you can follow me at uh, Dr. West Anthony on Twitter and at uh, Instagram, I believe. I've removed Facebook from my life, but right. those other two uh, social media platforms are still a, a going concern for me. All right. We are at, uh, we are at Rock Solid Show. Kyle is at Kyle.SonFunny. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. That takes care of the Twitter. We are still on Facebook because we use it to promote the show, and sometimes I'll post things and we'll have fun and interact about music there. You can also go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things Rock Solid, give you links to T-shirts, Patreon page, and so forth. I want to thank both of you personally and in person that's what personally means, Pat. That's not what in person. No. Thank you. Face to face. Thank you both face to face for supporting my uh, Uplift documentary. Thank you very much for you guys doing that. Well, I was happy to do it. Very much yeah. appreciate Thank it. Thank you for doing the trip. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, uh, everyone's, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the film just as much as ever, anyone. Because <laughs> we're still editing. But uh, this was great. Thanks, guys. You guys are welcome here anytime. And now... We're gonna. I'm gonna name a bunch of songs, and then the three of us are gonna choose what the playout song is. Okay, so you ready? Here's our list. Is it gonna be Lucky Star? Is it gonna be Holiday? Is it gonna be Express Yourself? Or is it gonna be Cherish? Mike Beats, throw down your your vote. I think we already played Cherish, so I'm going. I'm going. Uh, what was the second one? Lucky Star, Holiday, or Express Yourself? Holiday. What do you say, West? Holiday's fine. Well, it doesn't matter what I say now because uh, we're already <laughs> We've marginalized three. you. Yeah, you've marginalized me. Way to go, guys. Thank you, Mike Beats. Thanks for bringing all the cool stuff too, Mike. Uh, West Anthony, thanks for bringing your Devo CDs for me to steal. I don't recommend stealing music. Please go buy from the artists out there. Unless it's not available, then feel free to steal it. Uh, that's, what, <laughs> that's what Murray does, and that's okay. Here's uh, six minutes and 11 seconds of Holiday. We certainly won't play it all. And Desmond, thank you for being a nice puppy. Uh, not a problem at all.